You're listening to the podcast, Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Thank you for tuning in. And now, here's your host, Carlos Avalon. I said I've asked you for your number, and if you'd like for me to go, because I think I really love Hello there. You've been hearing it, a portion of it, every single episode. It starts off and it takes out every episode. And even you've heard it when you hear the trailer promoting the episodes and promoting uh, My Music, My Life. And now into our fourth month, you finally, you finally are going to hear the entire song. I should have asked you for your number. You know, you've heard the rest, but you're going to hear the entire song finally. And I've had a request for me to play the whole song and tell you the story behind the song. In the late 80s, I started performing in Atlantic City. It was the start of probably a one, if well, I've had great moments in my career, as I've mentioned before, the Reno days, the Las Vegas days. But for such a long period of time, this Atlantic City, uh, City era was probably and was the most successful era in my career uh, up to this point. And um, constantly steady work and very rewarding work, financially speaking. And um, that run in Atlantic City lasted till 2000. Actually, it was 2001 that I did my last performance there at the Showboat Hotel Casino, which was owned by Harris Casinos, which is the company I was under contract with in Atlantic City. I started doing uh, four shows a night with Harris. Uh, while sometimes, many times, I did the matinee segment, especially in the summer, and even the afternoon matinees, it was four shows. Um, it was always four shows, great gigs, but killer gigs for a singer, vocally speaking. Because even with a cold, uh, even in the allergy season that you're fighting allergies, um, or um, not a, a major cold, but even a light cold coming on, the old saying applies. The show must go on. Yes, that can be hard on the voice, because remember, that's not four shows a night for one night. That's four shows a night, four weeks at a time, sometimes four, five, six, seven, if not two months at a time. And... Um, it can be hard. My voice um, uh, is still there. Uh, I'm lucky, but not quite as uh, clear and fresh sounding as it used to be. Too many years, actually over 40 years, well over 40 years of um, uh, three, uh, four shows a night. You're lucky if it's only two shows a night and one-nighters, one show a night, can also be hard because you're moving from place to place. Actually, last year, 2020, the voice sure got a rest. That's the other side of what 2020 did for us, put a stop to everything. And um, I think my worry now is getting the voice in shape for me to do 
even just one show a night. Although I keep vocalizing and uh, I've been uh, practicing at home, but it's never the same. And um, uh, I must admit, there's a positive in every situation. So the positive of 2020 is I sure rested my singing voice. I was very lucky playing Atlantic City uh, at that time. It was the heyday of Atlantic City. It's peak, late 80s, all through the 90s. And of course, for me, it ended in 2001. Great audiences. Always make contact with the audience. Uh, I always make eye contact with the audience. For you new singers starting out in the business, uh, for free, here is Performing 101. Make contact with your audience from Professor Carlos Avalon right here at no charge to you. It's so important. I always do. And um, that one show uh, um, in Atlantic City, the moment I got on stage, I noticed these two guys sitting up front, but one of them in particular, that was my first member of the audience that I made eye contact with. I must admit that what's so important is what I try to do is make contact with every single person in that audience. And uh, sometimes when uh, the room is a smaller room, you're lucky. You can see well into the audience. Sometimes in the bigger room, a, b a bigger show uh, setting, a theater, you're lucky if you can see the first or second row. Uh, I've never played the big arenas, but in that case, you can't see anybody in the audience with all those huge stages. But um, I do. And the audience, of course, is looking at us, so they're making contact with us. Uh, you always have to be careful not to favor any one person in the audience or not to favor any one section of in the audience. Sometimes, you know, um, one area of the audience is much more with you than some of the others. You got to work the whole audience. But I also noticed this guy kept kind of looking, uh, making eye contact with me in that flirting way. And um, I enjoyed it. I was starting to do the same, although trying to control myself because I had a lot of other people there to entertain, not just that one person I might have been interested in. Uh, you've probably heard um, even big stars um, at times uh, pointing out a girl in the audience and then telling a staff member to go ask her um, if she wants to come backstage after the show and meet the star and so on. Um, that does happen. Right in front of me, there they were, and the show ended. That's another advantage we have on the superstars. Believe me, they have a lot of advantages over us uh, less uh, known uh, performers. But we have the advantage that after the show, sure, we may clean up a little bit, but we have the liberty to go all out on the floor, meet the audience, chat with everybody. And sure enough, I went toward their table, and um, they were very friendly. We introduced ourselves officially, and 
that was that. Then I went to other uh, friends. I, I usually have serious uh, followers and fans in the audience, always make sure I get to them. And then by the time I looked back at the front, uh, they were in front, of course, uh, front um, uh, of the stage, they were gone. Okay, that's it. It was an interesting um, um, uh, performance, a great audience. And um, after the show, it must, it was, or else I wouldn't have written the song. It was my Friday, which uh, actually my Friday was usually in Atlantic City Sundays because I was off on Mondays mostly, and sometimes on Wednesday. But it was my Friday, and not always, but that's when I feel sometimes like going out for a drink. I can never do that if I just did four shows. I mentioned this in another, another episode. I cannot go out or else the next day my voice might feel that I was partying or whatever. So I went out to my favorite after the show um, a bar to go to in Atlantic City. As I walk in, it was packed, but there they were. They immediately noticed me, called me over, bought me a drink, and we started talking. And uh, the other guy um, was not as, um, was more the quiet type. The one that we had been making eyes at each other uh, from the stage and him in the audience, he was super friendly and was talking about everything. And um, we had fun for about 15 minutes. Then I saw some other people I kind of knew, uh, acquaintances in in the bars. So I went to them, then came back to the guys and uh, bought them a drink. And then a few minutes later, they said they had a long day. They were tired. They said goodnight. They had to go. So I remember saying, well, come see my show again. And I remember him saying, well, we know where to find you. And that was it. Then my day off, starting a new week of shows at Harris. And I kept hoping they knew where to find me. I kept hoping I'd see them. But no, two weeks went by. I never saw them again. And, um, and I kept saying to myself, darn, I should have asked for them their number, his number, or exchange numbers or whatever. And, um, uh, but that, that was that. But I did start thinking I should have asked him for his number. I should have. And then I should have asked you. There's a song here. I should have asked you for. And sure enough, within a week, I think, I, well, probably two and three nights, I had the gist of it. And then, you know, purify the lyric a little bit and correct a few notes here and there. But I wrote the song fast. I And then it took years before I ever recorded it and um, even performed it in my shows. But um, that's the story. Well, um, actually, the song tells the whole story, but now you know it. Uh, you know a little more in-depth um, how the song came about. Now, enjoy. I should have asked you for your number. <laughs> of singing, the lights were down, the crowd was gone, on my way out I hit the bar, 
peaceful It felt like fun There I saw that lovely face That I had seen the night before I walked on over and said hi We hit it off right from the start I should have asked you for your number And if you'd like for me to call I think I really like you And once again I'd like to see Instead I let you walk away Without knowing where to find you Now each night I sit and pray That you'll come back to me someday We talked of life You were so young And still in school Oh there's so much I'd like to teach you And learn a thing Or two from you When it was time To say goodnight I couldn't believe How time could fly You said you knew Just where to find me I should have asked you for your number And if you'd like for me to come Cause I think I really like you And once again I'd like to see Instead I let you walk away Without knowing where to find you Each night I sit and pray That you'll come back to me someday Perhaps I'd better stop my dreaming There was someone else there with you Though he was nice while we were talking Was he your friend or your lover? I should have asked you for your Again, I'd like to see Instead, I let you walk away Without knowing where to find you Now each night I sit and pray That you'll come back to me someday I should have asked you for your number And if you'd like for me to go Cause I think I really like you
produced uh, by Vic Stevens with fantastic musicians backing me up. Uh, and yes, a country song. And yes, I mentioned it in the first uh, episode called The Introduction that uh, the backup male singer on there is Brian, the guy that brings me in, uh, the announcer, uh, all the time uh, when we start each episode. I've recorded several country songs, and I include several in my shows. I, I, I love country, well, country ballads, uh, light country, I guess you'd call it today. Now, great news. I keep asking for your comments, and uh, uh, some of you uh, have called, some of you have uh, uh, sent text uh, and sent email and actually talked to me in person. And um, some of you and many of you have asked, are you going to have guests? Every episode, many, many podcasts have guests. Uh, well, it's finally happening. I did mention before that I would, this would evolve and I would eventually start having guests. And I am so happy that, yes, my very first invited guest will be on the very next episode. I'm actually going to try to the second. Remember, these are bi-weekly um, every other week. So unless it's a five-week month, um, uh, I do about two episodes a month. So I'm going to try from now on to have a guest and make it the standard, uh, the second episode of each month. So the the last episode of each month, I already have my second uh, guest uh, booked, um, but I'll talk to him uh, about him the next episode. I'm delighted that a super talented singer, musician, songwriter that I've known for nearly 20 years, actually, I've been a guest in one of her concerts, I was honored that when she performed at the Gallo Center um, in um, Modesto, uh, a, a huge uh, uh, theater, uh, that she invited me. And um, she's come to see my shows, and we're about to record a song together. Get ready. Well, uh, we already recorded uh, a song together. But that's a whole different story. Um, you've already heard me say at the very, in the very first episode that I can play originals, my originals, or someone else that happens to be involved with me and gives me permission to play their songs. But I cannot play the cover songs that I've recorded, that I've gotten permission to record, and podcasts. I can't get into it because one episode with the right guest will have to be all about that. And um, I actually sometimes think that music publishers have too much power. Uh, they're unrealistic. Uh, sometimes I think they do um, have that, especially uh, not being able to work with, with the guys that aren't superstars, because I did do a song with this guest, and it was one that I had written Portuguese lyrics for uh, from an English song, and the publisher, the songwriters, did not allow me to record their song in a different language, but 
those of you that know Roberto Carlos or uh, uh, Marco Antonio Solis, um, uh, other artists uh, uh, that are superstars in the Latin world or Portuguese world, and uh, if they had asked these publishers to record one of their English songs in Portuguese or in Espanol because they're big, I bet they would have been given permission. Anyway, it's for another episode, and I'm so sorry I got into it here, but I, it does uh, trigger something in me when I think about that. So the song I've recorded with, with her already um, is shelved, but we're going to go back and do that same song in English, okay? Make the publisher happy. But anyway, let me get back to the next guest. Are you ready? She is an award-winning Portuguese-American recording artist. She will be my first official guest, my friend, Ramana Vieira. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I'm excited about this next episode, and I'm looking forward to you hearing Ramana and our words, what she has to say. But most of all, even more so, you will be introduced to one of her songs that I absolutely love, and I think you will love her voice, her style, her music, her arrangement. So I am looking forward to two weeks from uh, this one on Tuesday, July 20th, you will love Ramana Vieira. Ah, that's it for now. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Please join us again in two weeks for another episode of Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. I will start a city